say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Do you want to die, Sydney? Hi, and welcome to the Snakebot Horrorcast. I am your host, Mark Goddard. And as always, I am joined by Nar Whitlock. Hello, and happy St. Swiggins Day. I do love St. Swiggins Day. And Marcus Wallace. How diddly doodly. I hate to get all political, but what the what the hell is Swickoodlin's Day? Well, Swickoodlin's Day is a day that everybody secretly knows about, but nobody knows what the fuck it is about. It's something to do with if it rains today, it's going to rain for 40 days, or if it's sunny today, it's going to be sunny for 40 days, and no one knows why. It's something to do with geese as well, I don't know. For geese, they are pretty powerful, to be fair. To be honest, I feel like I've made it up, but I don't think I have. Well, I suppose it's a bit like um. Actually, I'm not going to go there. That's, never mind. <laughs> Scrap that. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what no. were you going to say? <laughs> Please, we get it out. We're not going to, but we could end it. It's going to say a bit like Easter and Christmas, really. <laughs> it's what? Hold back. What the fuck? A bit like Easter and Christmas, really. No, one quite knows what the fuck they're on about. But you get cool eggs and gifts at the end, so why not? Yeah, you don't really get anything for St. Swiggins Day, though. Oh, well, maybe we should start yeah, that trend. Yeah, St. Swiggins Flask. I don't know. Well, why do I want a flask? Or maybe a St. Swiggins Flan. Maybe. Uh, all the right St. I don't know, I don't want to fucking talk about it. So anyway, yeah, hi, welcome to the Snake by Horrorcast. <laughs> As always, we are here to fill your ears with horror loveliness. Oh, that sounded grim. Horror being the worst that we choose, <laughs> not the films. <laughs> so your week this week, Marcus. Do you regret your film choices? Not one bit. They were brilliant. What was, top notch. What was the title of both the films, Marcus? Um, Digging Up the Marrow and Blood Quantum. It didn't... <laughs> oh, he did it? Oh, I yeah, no. I, well, we spoke about it for ten minutes trying to figure it out, didn't we, before? <laughs> yeah, I fucking can't remember the first one. <laughs> we're like, oh, what the fuck? second one it was like zombie summit no no uh monsters yeah that one. starting to get a bit oh. worried that i hadn't seen it oh don't because i last week when we were trying to do all the promotion for the uh the episode with matt and steven i completely forgot the films were and i couldn't figure it out so yeah we did this film what was this film i don't know it was shit hi matt hi steven Hi guys, <laughs> you're probably not going to listen to this, but hi guys. Um, but yeah, again, thank you for uh, Matt and Stephen coming on last week. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. I don't know what you guys thought. I thought you know, it's a good good episode for our first time of a guest. So. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. But this week it's just us again, so we can be slightly more unprofessional than we were last week. Yeah, it's a shame that I almost thought about not turning up, but you know. Well, don't worry. I, next week. I had nowhere to be. Well, next week, I'm next week, ready. we have a double guest. So, oh shit, do we? Yeah, I'll announce it now while we're sitting talking. Uh, so next week, our very special guest and saying I'm, someone I'm actually quite looking forward to speaking to is Brandon Christensen, who is the director of Stillborn and Z. And oh, that, like that's those ones. Two films we actually like. So I stuck to the brief. Films we like. You know we're a bit fucked now because. 
we've spoken to people from the four films we like. I don't think <laughs> there's many more. <laughs> <coughs> so I'm going to have to start pretending. Can we get Clive Barker on at some stage? Oh, don't. No one knows where he is. Forever. He's been exiled to like some random island. Or razor island. I reckon Clive Barker could earn himself a good old Nile award. Uh, yeah, I could probably think of something. Yeah, why not? Why not? We'll just get a slab of yeah, shit we, and we'll we put got, it on um, a plate and write it something. What's it. the opposite of a lifetime achievement award? A, um, a lifetime unachievement award. Yeah, it would be something like that, I reckon. A, a warm, a warm bowl of uh, no, sorry, lukewarm soup to the point where you drink it and it's edible, but it's cold to the point where you d- it's just not nice. It's not enjoyable. What are you talking about? That's that's what the reward would be like. It's like thank you for it, but it's just not that really enjoyable. Like it's just a bit shit. That's the award. We're gonna give Clive Barker some soup. No, some lukewarm soup. It's a key difference. <laughs> well, apparently that's a delicacy. Okay. Isn't it? Is it? Uh, it's cold soup is. Well, if it's yeah. delicacy, then he should be fucking grateful, shouldn't he? <laughs> you fucking eat your soup. You fucking <laughs> like it. <laughs> if he doesn't eat it, I won't be offended. <laughs> We're not giving Clive Barker soup. <laughs> I don't know where this even came from. Well, he made Hellraiser, so anything can happen. I wish he hadn't. Anyway, should we go with the first movie? Please. <laughs> what did we watch again? <laughs> I hope you fucking know it's your choices. Right, so we're going to start off this week with um, Adam Green's Digging Up the Marrow. Um, Adam Green, director of um, the three really amazing slasher movies, uh, Hatchet 1, 2, and 3, and Frozen, which was uh, quite, quite <laughs> no. a little film. Not one you want to get mixed up with when you're showing your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Why Why is that Why is that wolf eating that man? Is that Elsa? Yeah. Ironically, came around out around the same time as well, which is unfortunate. But yeah, so I'm going to do something new this time. We always ramble on about the, the film and what's in the film. So let's just do a quick... IMBD synopsis of the film. You I say guess. this every time. <laughs> we never do it. Let's do something this different time. this time. Let's can I, um, read the thing. <laughs> can I just ask a quick question, Mark? Yes. When you say you're BD, does this stand for Big Daddy? Huh? You said you're BD. Does this stand for Big Daddy? Like, are you being that in this situation? What the fuck are you talking about? You said you're BD. BD. B- big and then Daddy. No? How much of that rum have you drunk? Dear, no, they figured me out. What, what are you What are you thinking about in your head, you dirty pervert? <laughs> Do you know what? Don't worry. <laughs> you know when you have a moment and you think this will be hilarious and you say it and no one gets it and all of a sudden you feel everything shrink back in on you because they don't get it? <laughs> That's me right now. Never mind. <laughs> like, like most weeks when you're on the podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, no, usually I don't realise. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Big Daddy, <laughs> right, carry on so... then. <laughs> All right, Little Daddy. All right, okay. Oh, don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, the, the only summary I've got on this one is a documentary exploring genre-based monsters art. Take, uh, start again, because that didn't read very well. A documentary exploring genre-based monster art takes an odd turn when the filmmakers are contacted by a man who claims to prove that monsters are indeed real. That wasn't enough for you to explain the movie, was it? That'll do. Yeah. Yeah, it'll do. Do you want, okay. a, do you want a cheeky explanation added to that, or 
we going with that? If you want to, Marcus, go for it. You've been drinking. This is going to be interesting. Right. Continue. <laughs> Adam Green. That's his name, wasn't it? Pro. Messed up. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go with it. I, I, I really, okay, first of all, uh, is this the person who plays him? Is this the actual director? Or... Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. They're mm-hmm. all, they all actually play themselves in this film, don't they? Cool. Cause... Apart from Ray Wise. Yeah. Who is famous. He is. But it doesn't play himself. Okay, cool. Because I will fully and, admit... And a couple of famous horror directors come popping up in this as well. Yeah, they're really bad actors. <laughs> they were. But they're not actors. They're directors. It's fine. Stick to directors. Oh, you're working with that guy? <laughs> that's, that's the line. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Basically, bit of a dickhead who... Um, I don't know if he was just playing himself in this film. Either way, I thought it was pretty good acting. He came across as an absolute arsehole to everyone else, and he played it very well. Uh, anyway. On, on, on a brief note, he's actually quite a nice guy. I've met him twice. Okay, I'm glad. Oh, I hope you gave him some cold soup. <laughs> yeah. I did, obviously. All, all our guests are going to get cold soup from now on. Yeah. No, that's that's, oh. that's going to be a joke we can't explain. going to be really. lucky. Do you know, oh my god. If Right, can I just say, if we ever meet some of these directors, can I please just half microwave some soup and give it to them and you are not like, allowed anywhere near anybody I have to say here's some nice soup I've got chicken soup not and without supervision cold tomato soup it's gazpacho it's, 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 yeah, it's it, yeah. it oh well you can have the cold... the fucking film yeah right anyways <laughs> <laughs> um, director takes his camera guy he's like yo we're working on a really big project however we're going to do a cheeky spin off and not work on the big project because who would do that so they look into this guy's um Fan, uh, not fan mail, uh, email he sent them, might be fan mail, explaining how he's got a story about monsters he's found and uh, he wants someone to tell his story to the world. Director gets really excited, like, holy shit, I want this to be real. Goes and meets him. They start to think he's a bit crazy. Over time, they do eventually see monsters are real. Uh, they struggle to convince other people, eventually convincing their editor, etc. Like they, People start to come in. They end up uh, getting the guy kidnapped in the end. And he is uh, now, uh, by the end of the film, he's basically in the marrow, as they describe it. He's in their world, and the the portal to get into that world is completely sealed up, and it's open somewhere else. They can't find him. They don't know where he is. Creepily, however, one of the monsters did leave the camera recording this guy in the marrow, left on his bed. So he did get to see where he was. Uh, but also, just to add a little fact onto this film, there was meant to actually be a sequel to this film. Uh, and it was going to be completely in the marrow. It was going to explain everything. And I thought that would have been amazing. But do you want to know why they didn't make that second film? Because too many people pirated the first film and they didn't make enough money on it. Oh, That's why it's sad. That does suck, actually. That sucks. But yeah, don't. No, 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 no. Did you understand a word of that? Not really. I'm glad we did something different. <laughs> <laughs> didn't explain the thing. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh... Well, basically, Adam Green goes and he makes a documentary about a guy who believes monsters. There you go. <laughs> yeah, sums up. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start with Niall. <laughs> Niall, your thoughts on this one? Hi. Um, yeah. Right. This is going to go into a rant about. Well, like most things, it's going to go into a rant about that film. Which one? Uh, the stupid asylum one. Graven Gannis. Grave Encounters 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. This film managed to pull off what Grave Encounters 2 was trying to pull off, but was too smug with itself. It wanted to do the sort of including the fans in the fact that 
they're trying to make the original film look real when it just came off smug and ugh. Where this film, it was like a, it was almost like a fan-made film, wasn't it? He was going around conventions and stuff and basically making this film for his fans, I mm. think was the idea of it. Mm. Um, but it's all about making a documentary that looks real and that's why he was including himself in the film. I just I felt like that was what Grave Encounters was trying to do and absolutely failed at. Yeah, Grave Encounters was just shit in general. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this one actually managed to do it. They all went on about good makeup and stuff, and I mm. think it was pretty bad in this film. Okay. What do you mean like the monster art, you mean? Yeah, just all of it was pretty terrible. I I I did like the film though. I liked I can't really I can't really tell what I liked about it, but I didn't watch it all. It's a found um, footage film. Which is directed by somebody who likes horror. And you can tell he likes horror. So I think the passion he has behind it to do the more horror-based stuff comes out more than, say, like in Grave Encounters, where they're just trying to basically cash grab off of the supernatural idea. Yeah, It's ain't different, it's ain't new, but it's still the same tropes you get in the found footage. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, really. There wasn't a lot there. It was just... Three guys camped out by the woods. Woods. You never really found out what the private detective guy was actually lying about. Hmm. He thinks his son's in the marrow, or he could be completely crazy. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's a good actor though. What was his name? Adam Green. No, Ray no, Ray. the um, the guy from. Got Ray Wise. Yeah, what was he in? He's been quite a bit, actually. He was in Gilmore Girls. He was in Gilmore Girls. Agent Carter. Well done. He was in Mad Men. How about your mother? I forgot he was in that as well. Yeah. Uh, Psych. He was in that TV show. Um, He was in in quite a few different... uh, He's in a couple of the um, Adam Green's movies. He was in Shaw Mirror, which was one of Adam Green's other ones. He does a lot of horror films. One Miss Call. Um, The Flock. He's in 24. He's got quite a lot of films in. Reaper, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Dallas? He's in Dallas as well. E4 show. Okay, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's a good what actor. What are we saying? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, he's a good actor. No, he... One of the better parts of this movie, I think. I think that generally, he's just... He's not... The acting in this film isn't bad. That's, I personally think it just lacked something. There was just something missing. I think I know what it was. I think it was too long. I think this should have been like a short. Like I think one. it would have been a lot better. Well, like an hour I think and there ten was too much going on, and it was just a bit too dragged out, mm. and it made it feel a bit empty. I don't think there was enough because there going. was a lot of just travelling around and going to different mm. people's houses and convention bits, and yeah, there was just too much going on. I like how he kind of... I mean, I like how he kind of chucks in his current projects in it. It makes it feel a bit more kind of realistic. But I think it misses something. It misses something, and I don't know what he's missing. Um, there's not enough in it. I, I wanted to like the film. I feel like the ending got cut way too short. Uh, you were both saying about how this film could have been shortened down, which I think the, the first half, like rather than shortening the film, Shorten the first half and extend the uh, end. Like, I would have liked mm. to have seen the sequel because that f- feels like it would have explained a lot. But yeah. you shouldn't rely on the sequel to explain your first film, you know. Well, this film, 
I did like, well, I wanted to like, but the ending just didn't do it for me. The beginning of the film I thought was quite good. They had something really good going. But at the end, it just felt way too rushed. Uh, how you two were saying earlier with the um, film, it could almost do have been shortened. I felt like the beginning part, well, the first half could have been shortened and then the second half extended slightly. Um, the, because they only showed a glimpse of the marrow, I thought they could have gone into that a lot more than they did. And I understand that their second film, the idea was to go into the marrow fully. I don't think they should rely on a second, like a sequel to make up for the first or to explain the first. That shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think that was executed quite badly but still I, the idea of the film was pretty good like you said with Grave Encounters as well they did do little bits that you could see they tried to do which this film managed to pull off a little bit more I don't know I just I felt like there was loose ends that just weren't tied up fully although it does suck about the sequel not being made because of pirated movies yeah maybe they were planning just to do the second one and explain it all I guess yeah they might still do it, you never know. I mean, you could be desperate for money one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, In a situation like that, they probably could have sat there, and I, I highly doubt this was their thought process, but if they sat there and thought, yeah, we've got the film now, we'll go into the marrow a lot more in the second film, it'll explain it all fully, that's great. If that happens, mm. cool. But if a situation like this happens, where you can't make the sequel, well, then you've not explained it whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's why you should rely on the second one. No, never rely on a second film. What do you guys think of um what do you guys think of the kind of the monster the monster design in general? I thought I I thought the actual design of the monsters was actually not too bad. Considering it's a found footage and we sit with you know, look how many found footage films have we seen you know, during this podcast? And the creature design could be shit. Look again, Craven Counters. Um I think, you know, overall they had a good idea. I would like to see more of them. He had a lot of kind of Good ideas in the artwork that um, the Ray Wise character was showing, like the guy with the bag on his head, and end up being just a guy with massive fucking wing arm things. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. You don't get, and you see mo- more of him than you would normally. You don't even normally see a glimpse, and then nah, cameras everywhere. I thought it comes to that kind of thing. I thought they were going to do more with the weird rapey umbrella woman, but she was never. You would have thought so. Yeah, yeah, because she had quite, quite. I I kind of thought maybe it was, and he was the guy who slept with this slept with her. Yeah, and that's what their child is is this creature. So maybe I don't know. Doesn't know. make any sense. I thought they were going to do a whole articles. like following outside the whole thing. I'd like to have seen him go in the hole, like that. You know, Adam and and Will to go in the hole as well. That would have been more interesting to kind of see them go in, but the way that they're kind of doing it, where it's him doing it as a director, and you know that he's done other films, I suppose you can't do that. We're, we're, make, we're making it feel more like a documentary, but you would go down know. the hole. You would. If you had a choice, you'd go down. Hmm. I mean, generally, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was. Again, like you guys said, too long, but it still had enough there as a found footage film for me to kind of go, do you know what, I'm actually quite enjoying this. Um, the acting was good, uh, apart from, from the directors, <laughs> which pop up. You know, there's still, still unanswered questions, and, you know, 
personally, I, I, I thought it was quite good. Is there anything you guys kind of really stood out to you guys in this one? There was a stupid bit. Go on. Uh, you know the bit in the editing room where he goes, oh, I found mm. this bit, and then they're watching it, and then they both swivel their chairs round. <laughs> and in the background, it's yeah. just a guy dressed like a pritz dick getting out the <laughs> hole. I was like, that's fucking weird. I think, the, I think it was, um, that was Tombstone bad. Head or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fucking stupid looking, whatever it was. I thought it was quite good though. Is it just because you know something's going to happen? No, that bit was. And just you're kind of watching the screen. Cheesy, overdone shit. It wasn't even done that well. It wasn't even like, oh, mm. that's creepy. There's a thing in the background. Was like, there's a bloke dressed as a prince stick. <laughs> <laughs> this film's stupid. <laughs> You'd think the cameraman would have seen that as well. Yeah, well, like he was literally staring exactly. at it. It's just, it was terrible that bit. Just, it was too terrible to even be funny. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Marcus? Anything that really stood out to you? Yeah, there's uh, two things, actually. The first one, which uh, did annoy me a little bit, apart from the monsters looking like fucking E.T. characters with chimation, um, which I did actually like, <laughs> even though it was shit, uh, was what, that... the first... What, the one where you first... The first <laughs> yeah, that's, one you see. That's the first one. That's a good jump scare, though. <laughs> it, it was, but you could see the black background and the lighting behind it, yeah. and it just looked yeah. so fake. Well, and they were like, oh, it's yeah. real. It was just terrible <laughs> acting as well, because they were all like, oh... You know that thing we saw? Yeah, in the woods. You'd be slightly more scared, wouldn't you? And they were just like, yeah, we saw a thing. It was it was fine. I'd be freaking the fuck I out. I would as well. But I'd I... never go back. <laughs> that, that wasn't even the bit that annoyed me, though. The bit that annoyed me was when um, <coughs> the uh, person Ray plays, he was, uh, he was basically saying throughout most of the film how... Uh, these monsters are basically people who have been born with deformities of, you know, they're not normal yeah. and they've formed some sort of a community like a society. So basically people just they accept each other in that way. And I thought this could be something really good. And then they made them out to be monsters like fucking Mothman and this tentacle centipede thing. Yeah. I was thinking that people don't get born with those deformities. These are genuine <laughs> monsters. Like you've gone from one idea of a story and just completely spun it off into something else. Like both of them are good, no, but you just got to stick with one, you know. Yeah. Six six water monsters than the uh, deformed elephant man style. It wasn't very yeah, coherent. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do my usual here, and I'm gonna make a spin off, which I think would have been quite nice. <laughs> Go when, for it. If they, uh, I know they went down the monster route, but if they'd stuck with the first route of this is a different society of people who are just deformed and they've got different weird things about them, they could have made it into these people with like bumps and lumps all over them with like maybe extra limbs or like Siamese twins all that sort of stuff they could have had a society that's living sort of in an underground kind of tunnel system like that and they mentioned how some are dangerous they could have made it where they these are like almost tribal kind of people where they do murder people they do bring out a people in and like rape them kill them, whatever the case Marcus, is I think you're yeah. just describing Hills of Eyes oh shit that's exactly what I should have... Wow, this is why they didn't go down that route. <laughs> Halfway through the film, they thought, hang on a minute, this has been done yeah. before. Just quickly, let's change it up a bit. <laughs> Give him some but wings. We can't do that. That's fine, the director's dead anyway, you won't notice. Yeah, but still, it'd be a bit, a bit tasteless, <laughs> wouldn't it? That's a good point, I didn't think about that. Well, there you go then, see, they, they should... Do you know what? The, the, the film being made, they, they should have realised that. <laughs> but uh, my second point for this film mm. is... Um, it's like, I'm really annoyed and I do apologise to whoever wrote this because someone wrote uh, their fan theory on this and I can't remember what their name was so this isn't my idea someone was basically saying about how uh, similar to what you said Mark with Brella the uh, sort of the whore monster as they described her mm. uh, 
that Ray possibly could have slept with her, like you said, or he had seen Brella sleeping with that college person. He then <gasps> slept he with her or something. Him? Now, this, this, this is where it gets creepy. They, they uh, theorised that, if that's the right word, that he got jealous and didn't want her sleeping with anyone else. So she is the one locked in that basement room. Oh, I forgot about the basement room. Yeah, and that's why you see chains in there and that. And because uh, I thought at first maybe it was his son locked up in there, but then why would he mm. keep feeding down a hole? So what this person reckoned was he had sex with mm. Brilla, got jealous and didn't want her to sleep with anyone else, locked her up. Their son was deformed and went to live with his people, and he kept feeding him because he still loved his son. And that's why he didn't want to talk about his family whatsoever. Uh, and then of course at the ending, I think it was his son trying to, or it was Brilla trying to get revenge on him, and that's why he's stuck in the cage. And that's what this person was saying. Clever. Well, maybe. I reckon that if like that was direction. true, then he would have also have killed that college guy. True. True. He did say that these monsters were dangerous and they can be, you know, they can be murderers as well. Yeah. So I wonder and if he, if he. And this is her. why it is a shame that it didn't do the sequel. Exactly. Mm. But once again, should never rely on the sequel to make your film better. Exactly. Exactly. So should I ask the question, guys? Mm. Okay, no, keep it or bin it. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. So fuck you to um, that film that I always forget the name of that we just talked about. <laughs> Grave Encounters. Yeah, Grave Encounters Two. Fuck you, Grave Encounters yeah. Two. <laughs> Goddamn gravy boys. Um, and Marcus, keep it or bin it. Yeah, I'll give it a keep. Can't see myself watching it multiple times, really. But yeah, it, it was a good film and it had a really good idea. And I do think it's a genuine shame the sequel didn't get made. Cool. And I will keep it. I quite enjoyed it. I like Adam Green's work. So, you know. Yeah, I'll keep it. Not much else I can say about it. Really said all, said all I, I could say. So, three keeps, which is very good. Mm. Very cool. So. As is a new feature that we always seem to do. It's not even that new anymore. I've been doing it for an app for a couple of months. No. What have you watched this week? Hi. Um, I have been watching. <laughs> what the, what the fuck that? was that? It was me saying hi. Hi. What? What happened? <laughs> Don't worry. Keep rolling. I'm keep confused. Continue. What did I say? Let's continue. <laughs> You're saying it desperately, like, ah. Oh. Hi. Um, hey guys, how would it be? I've been watching. Um, I watched Spaced, which was Simon Pegg cool. and Nick Frost. I watched all that this week because they just put it on Netflix. It was nice to see that's that again. It. forgot how stupid it was, but also it's good. And now I just started to watch Dark on Netflix, which I tried to watch before, but it's so badly dubbed that oh my god oh is this like that film we watched recently i can't remember the name of it yeah it's the... it's borderline levels with that um, satan slaves that was satan it satan slaves yeah mm-hmm. it, it's it's really bad but because i want because it's such a good uh, sort of mystery show like mm. i really wanted to stay with it and it, it really bugged me that it was dubbed badly because it's german Okay. Um, but I've pushed through that now and I find it's better that I watch it on a smaller screen so if I watch it on my iPad I notice it less is it on Netflix? yeah it's a Netflix original Netflix does not do um, dubbed very well 
It's te oh really bad. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, I finished Last of Us Two. Ooh, that any good? Fucking brilliant. Awesome. Um, that's going to be controversial. It's probably going to be more controversial than me saying how shit Hellraiser is. What? That Last of Us Two is amazing. A lot of people have been slagging it off. Well, yeah. What Hellraiser? Is it because it has? Is it because of the LGBT kind of? Stuff. Yeah, that's well blown out of proportion. There's a transvestite in it, and there's a person who okay. might be a transvestite in it, and so? <laughs> I couldn't give two shits to be fair. I, I don't get what the issue is. I don't either. <laughs> it's a fucking video game. It was just too much. <sighs> What's the issue? People are trying to say. Well, people didn't like it anyway because they killed off the main character, which, to be fair, <laughs> oh, was <laughs> really quite devastating they do it right at the beginning as well and then they make you play spoiler play as spoiler. <laughs> they make you play as the person who killed him so then the so-called main character wasn't the main character not in this one he's the main character in the first one ah uh, right so okay but is it, is it the girl still who's the main character in this one she's the main character and the other main character is also the girl who then killed joel and then okay. at the end they have a huge fight and yeah, it's, it's pretty bad because it, it makes you uh, try and kill the other main character and you sort of don't mm. have a choice in it. And it's, yeah, it is a bit of a dick move, but it, 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 they pull it off. It's a good game. Yeah, story. Yeah. A little bit like Heavy Rain, like we were saying before. You can play through the whole game plan as the killer. I won't say the killer isn't Heavy Rain, but you don't realise that one, that person is the killer until right at the end, but you're playing the whole game as that person. Heavy Rain was really good, but the trouble is they sacrificed sort of... You'd never play the game again once you'd completed it no, first, because you know who the killer is. They should have done it multiple. Multiple endings would have been good. Yeah, or changed who the killer was at the end, or if there's a way yeah. of doing that. Yeah. Well, I did that with... um. Oh, what's that game called? Fucking hell. Until Dawn. You have like several different endings depending yeah. on which person dies and who you save and all that. It does change around. I quite liked Until Dawn. That was a good game. Yeah. They've done the same with Dishonored, if you lot have ever played that. Dishonored 1 or 2? Yeah, the first one, I think. Okay. Um, I, if, I think I'm getting the name right. Oh, you, you mean you if basically... you do a passive playthrough or an assault playthrough? Yeah, yeah. But... Depending on how many people you can kill, yeah. depends on how this plague. Uh, well, sorry, the plague affects London. Yeah. And uh, depend like you can also either save or not save the uh, uh, the little girl who I think is uh, she the princess. Yeah, but well, she's what the main character in the second one. So. Yeah. You gotta, and it's. <laughs> wait a minute. Let me put on my nerdy voice. <laughs> it's not actually London, <laughs> Marcus. It's actually Dunwall. You fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> You know, I got so annoyed playing that game because I spent I played it twice and my first playthrough I was using all the cool gadgets and everything they got you and I was like fuck yeah this is brilliant I just got a little device that cuts someone's head off fuck yeah and then I played the second playthrough to get the ghost achievement which is basically get through the entire game without murdering a single yeah. person and I didn't get to use any of it I was like what was the point it's pretty boring isn't it this is why I yeah. started playing the second one a while back and I just thought fuck it I just could kill everyone I'm literally just clearing the maps out. It's a lot funner. Funner. <laughs> Much more funner, mate. <laughs> funner you, is a word. Are you watching anything this week? It is. Probably. 
Well, all words, all words are made somewhere, weren't they? Okay, how would you say something is more fun than another thing? I would say it's more fun. <laughs> going on a bouncy castle is funner than not going on a bouncy castle. Funner is a word. I'm going to Google it. Going on the bouncy <laughs> castle gives me the good happiness feeling more than the non-bouncy castle, the hard rock castle. I find it more fun to jump on a bouncy castle than not jump on a bouncy castle. Makes the PP go up. Excuse me. Wait, what, what bouncy castles are you on? Dirty dude, bastard. Dude, whatever, whatever gives you an erection, Marcus, it's up to you. <laughs> Marcus, what have you been watching this week? What have I been watching? Well, are you sure you want to ask that question after asking that? Uh, I do. I want to know. <laughs> I, um... I've just been watching a lot of anime, to be honest. I've not been watching many horror films. You don't watch it. It could be anything you want, mate. I've been watching a lot of Jojo Bizarre's Adventures. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. No. If If anyone has the same reaction I do, then, um... Poor fuckers, because every single season... You start it off and you think, oh, this this just doesn't look good. It's going to be so shit. And literally halfway yeah. through the first episode, you're already invested in the characters. You you go from getting so bored by it to just, okay, I want to watch the, re- the rest of it. And you get more and more into it. Or at least I did anyway. Cool. And I haven't been watching much. <laughs> I never do. I don't have enough time this time around. But I have been playing Tomb Raider. Uh, Rise, of, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, it's a good game. Really enjoying it. Um... Apart from that, not an awful lot. This end could be getting really well. It was editing and watching the film for this one and watching Charles play because we had a never recorded Charles play. We tried to play two. We had Russ Bailey who does reviewing on Snakebite and has a new podcast coming out himself, which I'm going to be on. Yay! Um, and Chloe's going to be on as well. Two, two different episodes on that. So just getting rid of that, really. Which is, yeah. Okay, I'm really no, worried. I tried to work out where the fun was in the dictionary. Funner. <laughs> is it? I'm slightly worried that yeet is in the dictionary. <laughs> yeet? Yeah, the word yeet. What does it mean? I don't fucking know. Um, yeet means to throw. It does mean to throw. Throw something with a lot of force. <laughs> he yeah, grabbed he my phone it. and yeeted it into the river, according to the Cambridge Dictionary. <laughs> There's Damn. also the uh, pastime of yeet. I had yeet my phone. <laughs> I didn't eat my phone. Fun has got to be in there. It fucking yeets in there. <laughs> I guarantee you it won't be. I've had this argument for about 10 years of my life. <laughs> the actual fuck? I got proved wrong every time. Oh, I, d- I hate the world we live in. <sighs> Stop the planet, I want to get off. Yeah. <laughs> right, guys, on a, on a small little note, I'm going to throw in an ad here. Do you mean you're going to yeet uh, in an ad here? I'm gonna yeet in, a, in yeet in an ad here oh, for. Uh, here's yeet it. I'm, saying, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it in now. So give me, give me yeet, a second. We're just kind of please use the correct term. <laughs> Go to yeet. Yes, guys, we use podcasting launch platforms and stuff to post these podcasts. Um, really <laughs> today, this is the first time I've done this. Great, isn't it? Yeah, great, isn't it? Right, so we're looking for a podcast hosting stream. We have got a few different ones out there, but the one that I'm really, really stuck on at the moment is Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, it will post your podcast on some big, big named kind of podcast streaming services. You've got Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Deezer, and all kind of the big, big, big names you can get for Buzzsprout. 
Uh, it's hands down the easiest way of trying to launch and promote your podcast. Um, tracking your listeners, tracking whereabouts your listeners are from. Great way of checking that and basically trying to see whereabouts in the world you're trying to get you're getting most of your hits from. It's it's a it's a good good podcast streaming service. And if you sign up for Sprout and you get one of their paid paid uh, streams, then you will be eligible for a twenty dollar Amazon gift card as well. Now, it doesn't have to be hard, guys. You know, podcasting is easy. We do it every every week. Um, we just make it look hard. Yeah. We make it look hard. That's because we're here <laughs> so awful. Awfully good. I think I might have something to do with it, yeah. Do love an oxymoron. <laughs> but guys, yeah, join hundreds of different podcasters out there who are using Buzzsprout right now. It's a great way of getting out there. Um, and go to the link in the description below. Um, yeah. And let us know what you think of Buzzsprout. And join us in the wonderful world of podcasting. And I'm done. All right, cool. There you go. It's not... Can you just quickly tell me what's the Buzzsprout's logo? Because if it's not a picture of a Brussels sprout, I'm going to be deeply disappointed. Actually, yeah, me too. Now it, it is a flower yeah. with no, a microphone. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't really want to hear the rest. No, nah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So we got to the next film. <laughs> so our second film this week is a zombie film. I haven't seen a zombie film for a while, guys. Um, Blood Quantum. A Shudder exclusive. Um, I'm gonna this time just read the write up on Internet Movie Database, and we're not gonna explain the movie. We're just talking. You about said that last time. Right. That sound, no, no, we're gonna do it, and I'm not gonna let Marcus talk talk, talk this time. Seventh time lucky. <laughs> right, the dead are coming back to life outside an isolated. Oh fuck! I can't even say that. Indian <laughs> American reserve of Red Crow, um, except that the indigenous inhabitants who are strangely immune to zombie plague. Um, inside the city they've got a small uh, society of their own and they've got a small society of um, outsiders more townsfolk Um, and as you can imagine it's got to get a little bit you know tension so yeah that's um, Blood Quantum Um, it's like Marcus your thoughts on this one in all honesty I absolutely fucking hated the film but at the same time (laughs) I thought it was a really good film now the reason I hate <laughs> okay explain. Right, the reason I hated it was because, in all honesty, it was boring as shit. There was there wasn't yeah. much action. There there wasn't the things that make a movie interesting. But that is what made it a good. <laughs> that, let me finish, guys. Me, that is. <laughs> sorry. Now that's a quote for the box. <laughs> at the same time, though, right. At the same time, that is what made it a good film. This is by far one of the most <laughs> realistic situations in a zombie film I can imagine. It, it, put it this way, hmm. they were awful at gathering people up. They were awful at uh, organising everyone once they had like made a camp of some uh, sort. People got power hungry. People were like... Well racist. Dickheads. Yeah, people were racist. People were like druggies, alcoholics, all sorts. And that's exactly what I would expect in a real life situation, which you don't see in a lot of films. Films like series like The Walking Dead and that. I love them. But it's because they make it almost like showbiz. They they purposely put things in there to attract the audience. This show just it I don't know if they intended it or not, but to me it's almost like they just put it simply down as this is what would probably happen. And that's what I loved about this film. To me, it wasn't filled with action and it wasn't filled with a story that made me really want to watch it, but it was realistic and how they executed it, and that is something I think they did pull off really, really well. 
Okay. Except the dick eating okay. scene because he should have passed out from blood loss. Apart from that, everything else was good. Okay. Fine. No. What do you think of this one? Um, Indians are very hard to kill. Yeah, aren't they? That's the one takeaway from this they're, film. They're resilient motherfuckers. Yeah. They didn't really explain that at all. Either. They just sort of hoped that you'd understand. Because they both the sort of main characters get bitten at the beginning, which is like mm. a completely different film. Mm-hmm. It's like they stopped making the film after the first half, gave like a two-year break, and then sort of started filming again. Mm. And it, yeah, it doesn't. They don't match up at all. I think if they had different people in the start, I would think it was a completely different film series. Okay. Um, it's got blasphemous Rex in it. Is it? Pretty much. That that <laughs> baddie <laughs> character is basically just a rip off of blasphemous blasphemous Rex. Do you know what? I've actually got it written out in my notes. <laughs> exactly the same. Same same guy. There's no motivation for him other than just to be a bit of a dickhead. Mm. He's got no sort of goal in mind. He just appears in places. He just wants to fuck shit up. Yeah, but then people go, oh, why do you want to fuck shit up? And he's, well, well, I just I just do, so there. It's like, right, okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's a racist thing, though, with him. It's kind of, he wants his own people, and he's angry at his own people for letting, yeah, letting the other people the in. white man in. <laughs> in a way. Did he get his dick bitten off? Yes. He did, okay. Why did he do that? He drugged up that girl. <laughs> yeah. He basically was going to rape her. Yeah. Drugged her up. She'd already been bit. She turned into a zombie midway through a blowjob and held it like a lollipop in the end. Yeah. It's just an odd thing to do if you're going to sort of kill someone. I think he was trying to, I don't know, tease her in to kind of turn her. I don't know. It was just weird. And then the weird animated bits that just pop up sometimes. That was strange. Yeah. Yeah, didn't like them bits. No, they didn't fit in either. But, can I say, I did like one character. Grandpa Sword. sword. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he's brilliant. He was a a motherfucker without a sword. Yeah. He, He was the best part about that film. Hands down. Okay. The question is, did you like the film or not? That is a question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Find out in the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. What, his question or your answer? <laughs> I don't know if I did. It's, a, it's an original idea. Like, the way they went around about it wasn't really like any other zombie film I've seen. The... Uh, Makeup and, that's not a bad and thing. special effects were really good. Like, mm. the, I haven't seen like gore done that well in a long time. Like that zombie where he chainsaws him in half and he falls out the window onto the other guy, mm. pretty much, and he's dangling <laughs> by his got a new chain. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would look really good. <laughs> but Marcus is right; it's it's boring. It's a boring film. I think if it was a TV show, it would work better. Yeah. 
But another thing Marcus was saying, I think they've missed the key point because in films like, uh, in series like The Walking Dead, you've always got likable characters. Mm. And no mm. characters, apart from the granddad in this, were likable. And the granddad was only likable because he had a samurai sword. I think Trainer, the uh, the chief, he was good. They killed he him off in the middle. Character. I know. I thought he was the main character, but they just didn't give a shit. It ended up that he was he was really the granddad in the end. Yeah. He had such a shit sacrifice. I'm Did sorry, you? but he was like basically like, "I'll oh, hold the door. Don't worry, you lot run." And he got knocked down straight away, and they the zombies could have easily climbed over. I was like, "Your sacrifice was literally pointless." There's nothing. There's no reason as to why you need to be under that door. There's no reason why you... Yeah, he gained him some time. It's almost like that bit was an accident, because he was like, on the count of three, you need to run. And then they just knocked the door onto him, and he was like, okay, go now. (laughs) No, literally. And they still tried pulling him out, and he tried to pull himself out as well. Like You could tell he didn't want to. And that's why I like the realism realism in this, because I feel like that's what would happen in a situation. Like In reality, Mm. you probably wouldn't get someone be like, oh, I'm holding the door, guys, you know, get running. And then you get away. It would probably be a oh shit, they've knocked the door. Down. Oh fuck, you know, you're pinned under it. There's no way of getting you out. Your sacrifice is pointless. So let's run. Like that's probably what would actually happen. Yeah. Boring content though. <laughs> I'm gonna be the odd one out and say I actually quite enjoyed this. Only parts. There's there's bits which I did think dragged, but in, as a whole, zombie movie wise, I think it actually worked quite well. Um, loved the first half. There's some messed up parts like the uh, baby like an apple woman eating eating a baby like an apple yeah um that was glorious fuck just just the whole kind of the start bit with the chainsaw in the head at the start as well with the new chain and um that's in there but then they miss it out miss out a lot of that later on which you could really kind of just spread out your gore throughout the film yeah it was slow but i've seen slower zombie movies you know um had that one with uh bilbo baggins guy in it ah i forgot what it's called now one on, one on one on netflix no what, yeah martin freeman one one that he's in which is on netflix oh, the congo. Film, but that's a fucking yeah no yeah congo martin freeman possibly yeah i've not cargo cargo, cargo. Yeah. yeah that was very slow and it even like san um the blood Sands to Sands Red that we did a few months back. That was slow. Yeah, but that had comedy in it. (laughs) But then I liked this film way more than I liked that film. I liked the characters, apart from the the main bad guy. He just seemed a bit pointless. Why did you like the characters? I don't know. I liked liked Trainer, the, the chief. I think he worked well. The kind of subtleness of the... When he's been bitten again and she you know, take your top take take your shirt off and you see all the bite marks on his back so you can see that he's been bitten so many times there's little bits that kind of build his character up to think he's a badass and i liked him he was a great character um the boy was quite you know endearing you know looking at trying to look after his pregnant girlfriend and he didn't seem you know, to give a shit about <laughs> Near the end, yeah, the the end the end scene was hilarious. It was like, do you want to hold the baby? Did they actually no, into a talk to each did. other like throughout the entire film? Because they yeah, only seem to talk on the boat. I was trying to think back to if they've ever actually talked to each other. No, they did throughout the film. Did they? Just very very small bits. 
But he was away from her a lot of the film as well, though. So, mm. I personally liked it. It it is slow. It does drag up drag during the middle. But I think as a zombie movie, it definitely isn't one of the worst ones I've seen. It's got zombie and fish I think in the it. Characters worked well. It had zombie fish in it. it zombie salmon. No, and like Mark said, it was very. It had realistic aspects to it, which you don't get as much. But you would have this this type of society would build up. You have this kind of society in Twenty Eight Days Later, exactly the same kind of thing. Just they're more rapey in in um, Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm. Very rapey. <laughs> but that's what people get like that in zombie movies. You have that a lot in zombie movies. It's a power play. And the whole point of the, the bad guy, I say the bad guy in this one, uh, Lonis, whatever his name is, um, you can tell he, he just doesn't want to have that society. He'd rather destroy the society he's in than have to share his space with the, with the white people that he shouldn't be trying to save in the first place in his eyes. Wasn't he white anyway? He looked white. No, he's... Um, the brother of the other Indian guy, oh, or God, his yeah. uh, trainer's son. None of that made any sense because they were talking about being brothers, and then they weren't talking about being brothers, and then he was talking about going to jail to impress his brother who wasn't him. And oh God, who the fuck are you related to? They're all related to each other. <laughs> oh, it's getting well confused. Well, I liked it, but you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> um. Anything that you guys really liked in this one? Did any of you notice um, that the baby was three months premature? Was it? Remember how they spoke about uh, being pregnant when he was about to be in jail? Um, mm. And they're like, oh, God, like, are we going to abort it or whatever? You know, it was early on. And then it mm. uh, done a time skip of six months later, and it kept playing mm-hmm. out the scene, which looked like maybe a day or two, and then she gave birth and died. Yeah, but how long was she pregnant for? That's the thing, like, there's only a six-month time gap, and it seemed like it was only just happening, like, they just found out before those six months. So, at most, I would say seven months. At most. Yeah, no, eight, eight months, technically, it could be. Either way, that baby was premature. Like, it should have been put in an incubator straight away. Well, you can't put an incubator at this time of the time on a boat. What incubators do you have in a boat? <laughs> oh, no, shove up a or something, keep it, <laughs> keep it inside. <laughs> God, you're sassy tonight. You're sassy. <laughs> nah, but still, that baby should have died, though, because of the situation they were in. Well, they were the worried that it was going to come out as a zombie. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to be what happened. Well, like Alien, mm. where it crawls its way out of the stomach. Yeah, pretty much. Because she was like, oh, mm. I'll keep out of as well. So should I ask the question? Yeah. Yeah. No, keep it up been it too long it boring nothing happens zombies bleh. okay and Marcus I've been it as well what they did was really good it's just not for me okay I'm gonna keep it I liked it I, I, I like the characters I like the story um, zombie film wise I think it's spot on for me anyway um, yeah so keep it from me cool oh, we, we can get the directors on now we've had at least one like <laughs> <laughs> Yay! We can try. <laughs> you can slag it off while I try and rectify off. Oh, that's some good points. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. So that is our week of quite interesting movies, kind of. Um, 
Next week, we have got a brand new guest on, like we mentioned at the start of the podcast. We've got Brandon Christensen, director of Z and Stillborn. And, and he has picked the movies for us for next week, which I haven't told you guys what they are yet. So we are going to be watching It Follows and The Beach House, which is a new one on Shudder. Got a mi- bit of mixed reactions on this one from the audience. So it'll be interesting to see what we think of this one. But that's what we'll be listening, what we're listening to. We'll be watching... Uh, in the next episode what's the other film so beach, it the follows. first film was It Follows the Beach Hut what was the second one <laughs> no <laughs> It Follows and the second film is The Beach House It Follows the Beach House anyway right <laughs> <laughs> as always you can follow us over on the social media damn it I wasn't fast enough say that bit again <laughs> <laughs> as always you can catch us oh, on social media <laughs> <laughs> Over cut, cut, on cut. Twitter, it's snakebitehorror.co.uk. You can follow the reviews at snakebitehorror.co.uk. Um, you can catch us over on Instagram at snakebitehorror and over on Letterboxd at snakebitevault. And if you want to get in touch with yeah. us, you could always yeet us an email. <laughs> you can oh. yeet us an email over at snakebitehorrorcast at gmail.com or marcuswallace at gmail.com if you have any other complaints. Yeah, you could do that. That's not my email, so good luck to that. <laughs> somebody called Mark's voice is going to get it's that. probably somebody's email. <laughs> Someone's sort of like, why am I getting so many hate messages and nudes? I don't want this. As always, thank you for listening, guys, to the podcast. Um, we look forward to seeing you next episode, for the Brandon Christensen episode. Um, also, keep an eye out for the new episode of the Franchise Players podcast, for Charles Play 2 and Charles Play 3 we've got another great guest coming up on that one as well so um, yeah as always I've been your host Mike Goddard and it's goodbye from me goodbye from Noah bye and goodbye from Marcus toodles no 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 we offer list- no no you offer listeners £20 gift card is what they're offering oh, that seems like too much uh, work so we- do I have to deliver no. it to them because I can't eat no, that they far send it. They, they, they send it Oh, they eat it um, to them. So what do we do? They eat it to them. <laughs> Basically, I read out this script bit that's right in front of me, um, and then I put the link at the bottom of the... Uh, when we post it. Yeah. Per paid sign-up, and offer your listeners a £20 Amazon gift card. A, tw- a $20 Amazon gift card, which is sent after the second invoice. Which is good. Is that the advert? Nice. No, no, no. I'll do it now. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought you'd done it. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> no. What are they going to no. be doing? If you leave me now, you take away the biggest so part true. of me. Never gonna never give you up. Cry. Never gonna never let you down. Never gonna around That's just my uh, my singing style. Could use a snood. That's what I've got. Two snoods. <laughs>